When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Uneducated economist here. Thought I'd talk about the supply chain this morning. I got a few articles I want to share with you guys. And the first article is talking about consumer confidence. This consumer confidence in the United States is beginning to fall. And they blame it on the virus. But really, to me, I think it's more about the moratoriums coming to an end and the stimulus coming to an end. People are losing the confidence in what's going to happen into the future and they don't want to just go out there and spend all their money. So they're starting to pull back on a lot of their spending. So you're starting to find where the consumer confidence is, is falling. Now, if you, if you add that into inventory depletions, like you go out there and you look at a lot of shelves and there's a lot of times you will find that the products that you would typically see plenty of supply on are, are gone. Like I'm finding articles now that the toilet supply is starting to come to, you know, into shortages again, where people are buying up all the toilet paper. Well, I, I can see where like people would like begin to think that there's going to be lockdowns again and want to stock up on that, on that toilet paper. But I don't see the panic buying of toilet paper like I had once seen in the past. Like it does take place, but not to the scale that we saw last time prior to the lockdowns. In fact, we're not seeing the panic buying like we saw quite like what we saw back then. I think people are just kind of getting over the whole idea that there's going to be a lockdown. Now, some people are freaked out about it and, you know, believe there is going to be one. I still question it. I see places like, you know, around the globe who have, who have, you know, done the, done some lockdowns, but I, I just, I really have a hard time believing that it's going to take place considering some of the you know, things that I am witnessing here in, at least in my local area. It's just like, I just don't feel that the people here are expecting or anticipating that there's going to be a lockdown. Okay. So that's just me personally. Other people, I mean, I know other people feel differently about their areas. Um, but when it comes to the inventory levels of these stores, there was a dust, just in time distribution that used to take place. Like I was involved, I used to order products twice a week from some of my vendors. Some of them would be three times a week. You could have products every other, like could, I could have it tomorrow, no problem. And so this just-in-time delivery really meant that you didn't have to have a lot of stuff on the shelves. Like you could have a limited supply of, of inventory knowing that you could have just about as much as you want the next day or the day after. And when it comes to like, I work at a lumber yard, so when it comes to like doing projects, Somebody would let me know, hey, I want to do this project in two days. I could have just about anything they wanted. That has been pretty much wiped out the window. That is thrown out the window for, for there is no way that these products are coming in in the fashion that they once did. Now, there is a lot of products that you can get in a relatively quick fashion like you once had. But the manufactured products like stuff like doors and windows, things that have to be assembled, those ones have started to stretch out a lot farther. And things that are coming from overseas, those things are taking quite a while to get as well. Or you're finding in limited supply. I shouldn't say like, you know, it takes a while to get, you're just finding like sometimes they come up in shortages where 
one day you call up and it's just like, yeah, I got 6,000 feet of it. And then two weeks later you call and he's like, I got 600 feet and I don't know when I'm going to get any more. So that type of thing is happening quite a bit where it used to be like there was never a question on how much they ever had. Those things are starting to take place. But now if you read some of these articles, you're going to see that like there is hundreds of thousands of container ships that are sitting off the coast of all these countries all over the world or sitting at the distribution networks where they're meant to like, you know, get on trucks and find their final final destinations, but they're not getting there. There's truckage shortage, rail shortages, whatever is taking place. The transportation of these containers is not making it there. That's the inventory. So you think inventory depletions, well, is it inventory depletions or is it transportation issues? Because if the transportation was there, then the inventory would be on the shelves. You see where I'm kind of getting at? Now put these two together. You got consumer confidence dropping and you got this inventory wave that is going to be coming in. Now, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a wave or a trickle. Probably it's going to be more like a trickle when it comes in because there's nobody who wants to drive a truck and deliver these things to where they need to go. I don't know if it necessarily wants to drive a truck, but there's nobody available to drive a truck. How about I say that? And that is also something that has taken place all over the world. It's not just here in the United States. It's everywhere. In fact, there's an article that I found where there is a serious issue starting to take place over in the UK when it comes to the distribution of food. And now I've told people this and they seem to want to jump on me and call me a fear monger when I said that you don't have to worry about the distribution of lumber. They figured that one out. That supply chain broke down. They reestablished it. They have it going again for the most part. However, the food distribution network is breaking down. And if you go and read that article coming from the UK, you would probably take that as a warning on what could happen here in the United States. Don't take it for granted. So I want to share those articles with you guys. This supply chain breakdown is being rewritten right now. Like the history is being rewritten. And it's obvious when you go and you look at one of the other articles that I'm going to leave where they're talking about how they're going to start educating the business managers of the future in a different fashion, where they used to train them to be like just-in-time delivery. Well, now they're going to have to take in account that you're going to have to have some kind of cushion, some kind of inventory barrier, or some kind of, you know, at least a um, concern for the distribution of what you are getting and how effective and continual you'll be able to get those products. Anyhow, all this stuff, you start putting it all together and you realize that there isn't necessarily a inflationary scenario coming from a destruction of the dollar. Think about it. If all those products that were sitting out there in those containers were sitting on the shelves, would the supply and demand issues be as apparent as they are right now? Right? I mean, everybody is talking about how there is no supply out there, but there is. It's just not on the shelves. It's out there in those containers. And so when you have stores who are like, I need those products. I need that stuff on the containers. I need twice as many. I need three times as many of those things because I cannot run out again. If I do not sell my product, I do not do business. So I need the product. In fact, I'm not going to even deal with this just-in-time delivery. Now I want an inventory. I want a backstock of it. I want to make sure that I always have plenty of inventory so that I can constantly do business. 
And when you're constantly putting in these orders and the inventory is backed up and it can't get to the shelves and the more demand comes up there from these stores, you see what's happened here? Eventually, this will find its way. Well, um, I forget what country. Was it Norway or somebody has launched the first fully electric, un like crewless freighter? Isn't that incredible? Like a freighter that operates all on its own electricity without a crew to, to operate it. That just like, it's amazing on how far we've come. And to think about what the distribution network is going to, you know, as far as the global distribution network is going to look like come 10, 15, 20 years from now is just like, I mean, it, it's, it's mind blowing to, to think of what it is that can happen. I mean, drone deliveries right to your door is just, it's coming. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to happen. So anyway, I wanted to just share those things with you guys because, you know, I, a lot of people look at like inflation as destruction of the dollar and they will not look at anything else. And supply and demand has a lot to do with prices. Don't think that it doesn't. And it's not that I am saying that I am agreeing with the Fed that everything is transitory, but until the supply chain breakdown is now functioning again and moving, don't, I, I mean, the prices are going to fluctuate, right? The supply and demand is really like, it's really coming into play. And the bullwhip effect, right? Remember, we've talked about the bullwhip effect where, you know, demand on the manufacturer and distribution side may not be seeing what is actually taking place. Like we talked about it when I had a customer come in and buy a particular part knowing that that particular part was hard to find at all the other stores he bought extra amounts of those particular parts even though he only needed one when the other customers came in looking for those parts and couldn't find them when they did come in they bought all those parts as well even though they only needed one so now the store is thinking man i got a big demand for these parts they're buying even more and if this happens at other stores the same thing starts traveling up the line even though they really only needed the one part and they really only needed to stock three, but now they stock six because that's how many people came, or what they feel is the demand for these parts, but it's really not. And that bullwhip effect can take, take place throughout the entire economy in all kinds of fashions. So keep an eye on lumber. Lumber is starting to rise right now and you're seeing mills starting to curtail development. So, you know, it's already starting to take place where this, you know, you know, Undersupply, oversupply, undersupply, oversupply kind of thing is going to start, you know, rippling through the economy and it's probably going to take some time to, to do this. Anyhow, I think it's probably a long enough video for you guys. I'm going to leave the links down in the description on Educated Economist. You guys let me know.